You're welcome to the Unlimited Life Podcast. This is a podcast channel that helps you live your best life. There are several content here that could help you live your life intentionally, one episode at a time. Nogundio Ayobami for joining um, the Unlimited Life Podcast today. <laughs> Introduce yourself to us. Let's get to know you. Yeah, so you could just go ahead. Um, my name is um, like you have said, and uh, I'm a current um, master student of our university, United States, and um, I finished the first class, chemical engineering, in my undergraduate. So that's basically what I can introduce myself about. And then I'm more or less like uh, the founder of the Right Angle with Hayo, um, where we try to expose students to international opportunities in terms of scholarships, and then just trying to build people professional career. So that's it. Okay, great. great. Thank you so much, um, Ayo. So um, I, I think, how long has Right Angle Ayo been running now? Um, um, for now, it has been running in the last two years. Wow. That, that's really amazing because, you know, I, for one, have been in that group for a really long while. And I know how you have been so committed to, you know, sending the right information and all of that. And I know several times, I mean, people have reached out to me or oh, any idea on how to get international opportunities. I'm just like, oh, just join this group chat because I'm like, OK, I know that AY has been doing an amazing job with, you know, you know, sharing um, insight on that group. So first of all, I want to really ask what was what made you start right angle with Ayo? What was the thought behind it? Okay. Um, well, when I started right angle with Ayo with a concept of giving back to the society, because that's one of the most important things when you have um, information and you are able to share to people. So many people are frustrated out there just because of lack of information and knowledge. So, and then I realized, okay, I have connections with most of this information. I'm an SAT tutor, and then I have um, um, relationship with international partners. So I decided that, okay, this would be a very good thing for most um, students who wants to like um, get out of the country and do their masters overseas. So I feel, uh, it is better that I start a WhatsApp group, even though we tend to look at uh, a broader vision, by right? We're going to go more into other social medias and then hold. But for now, we are still on the WhatsApp chat of Right Angle Dive. Wow. I feel like this is really amazing because, you know, one of the reasons why I reached out to you, because just like I said earlier, I've, I've seen the commitment and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's really mind blowing. You've been doing this thing for a really long while and I'm happy to, you know, be having this conversation with you and just hearing how that um, this is something that re really just started by you seeing a need and you saying, okay, how do I sort of help, you know, to meet this need i feel like it's just such an important thing because i mean a lot of times people especially with um with a situation like this as regards helping um young people especially who want to further their education outside nigeria it's sort of like usually sometimes a big issue because you're wondering where do you get the right information and you know finding someone like you who saw this need and decided to jump on it and really just help other people connect with this information. I, I feel like it's just really amazing. Yes, so I, I, 
Yeah, you're welcome. So, I, I mean, that's really around what our conversation for today is going to be, you know, securing international opportunities. And, you know, the interesting thing is the whilst on one hand, there's the, you know, the regular idea of a lot of young Nigerians wanting to jackpot that, okay, I'm just tired of this country and I want to run away. While that is there, I also really feel like, you know, getting international opportunities is is actually a major booster, right, for especially young Africans to be able to see how things are being done in other parts of the world. And for those who, you know, are willing to be visionary enough to also, you know, contribute their own um, quota to making Nigeria better, it's actually an opportunity for them to see things in a new light. And even if they don't come back, or even if they come back, be able to start galvanizing resources and effort to help out, right? Because, I mean, I, I know someone who is currently doing his PhD in Cambridge, and he has been running a program for young Nigerians who are quite interested in getting scholarship to, the, um, to Cambridge. He has been doing this Sometimes he comes back, organizes this sort of conferences and all of that. And I, I feel like even though he's not stationed here, right, he's still finding a way to help other people. So, and I, I feel like he, he still just falls back to that being um, a person who is just visionary enough to say, okay, what can I do for others? So that's just like to just sort of shed some light to the fact that there's still um, current international opportunities is a major booster for young Nigerians and Africa. And yeah. I feel like it's something that a lot of us want to know about because it's, it's, mm. it's. Um, mm. I mean, we can't really talk about it enough to be honest, because if you are really going to be able to solve problems on a large scale, if you are really going to be able to make impact on a large scale, you would definitely need an international overview, you understand, as against yes. just being a local person. So that's that's really the, the thought I have around this. And I would just really want to ask you, um, why do you think it's important for young people to seek international opportunities, even if it doesn't mean relocating? What do you think? Why do you think it's important? Okay. Um, well, I would say, just like you have been saying, like it's a booster to your CV. And um, um, the way um, things are being arranged um, over here, uh, there, are, there are resources that there are availability of um of instruments that students need to um, work with to get a proper understanding of that field. So when you come here as an international student and you are able to gather and acquire all of those skills, it's it helps the Nigeria in the in the long run, in the sense that not every one of us is going to settle there. Here, some of us will come back, bring our skills bring our knowledge and try to improve our environment, try to improve our community with what we have over here. I, I, I do not want to say I'm very cautious of trying to limit the resources in Nigeria to where compared to um, um, studying in the US or in the United Kingdom, but there's a bit of difference. So um, students that are going overseas to study and um, seeking personal opportunities would definitely have that difference and bring it back to Nigeria. And at the long run, uh, we soon become equal when, you know, when multiple international students with advanced skills and knowledge are already in Nigeria, roaming and doing things in the way that it should be. So before we know it, it's going to develop Nigeria as a nation. It's going to develop the community. And that's why you see so many social media platforms, just like um, who you said, people trying to you know 
um, gather students around for that foreign exposure, for that advanced studies, and uh, the long run, um, the, the, the few that will come back uh, would definitely, even while those that are not coming back, they are uplifting the glory of Nigeria. They are, they are, they are doing things in a way that, uh, you know, we, we, are, we, are being, we are doing the best here. So coming back to Nigeria is just going to be um, a booster to the economy and to the environment as a whole. Wow, I think this is really, really important. And I'm so happy that you know you took some time out to really just emphasize this because I feel like it's such an important conversation at this time. And you know, before we start, and I just ask you some more questions around, you know, how people can really connect with these opportunities and all of that, and you know, some of the thoughts people should have if they want to, you know, make the most of this information. You know, I remember being in a conversation with someone at some point. He's the founder of, um, I, I can't remember the name. I think it's co-creation or something. I can't remember the name now. There's this there's this tech hub in Ibadan. He's the founder. And, you know, he was saying something. And Ivan Dombi said that he was in um, a team where they were working on a project with some Indian people. And he said, to be honest, when he got there and he saw what they were doing, it was almost like, even if you are a smart Nigerian and you have always been in Nigeria, you really could not deliver at the level they were delivering because it was as if there was something about the way they have been raised and the way they've been educated and the way the kind of environment they've grown up in that is making them deliver quality at a level that an average nigerian will not even think about yeah. and you know i remember every time i remember that particular statement it's always making me feel like okay so what what exactly is this right but i, I sort of get it in a way because i feel like many times if you just stay within Nigeria, you we can be so quick to celebrate mediocrity, right? And it's because a lot of things are, you know, I mean, it's just what it is. A lot of things are not too well in our country. And it's easy to get used to it that you don't even know that there's a possibility of something better, right? Yes, and so yes, right yes. something slightly better just happens, you know, we all just jump on it and we start to celebrate. So I, I, I you know, I just really feel like that's, um, if if not for anything, one major thing I feel like is so important with international exposure is the fact that it helps us put things in perspective and, you know, exposes our minds in a way that, you know, we start to deliver things on a higher level than if no. we're just used to seeing the mediocrity around yes, us. Yes, you're right, you're right. Okay. So let's just go right into, you know, finding opportunities. So let, let, let me just allow you flow. So when somebody, let's let's just say somebody is just uh, probably about getting out of uni in Nigeria and the person is thinking about this or thinking about, you know, going abroad to pursue further degree, what are some of the first things this person should start thinking about? What are some of the first steps this person needs to take? Well, yes, that's the most important thing because when you don't have the instruments, you can't walk. Just like a farmer who wants to go to the farm and then doesn't have all the hags and the holes and the cutlass. So the first thing you need to get seeking an opportunity, a scholarship opportunity is number one, your international passport. Um, number two, you might have graduated or in your finals. You cannot be in 2011 and then you say you want to seek um, international opportunity but while you are in under level two under level, you can be building your CV. So that must be the third point. Your CV must be uh, must be um, in line with your field of study, your passion, and everything. Then um, the fourth thing is you must have an unofficial transcript. That's after you must have graduated. 
And then the, uh, the last thing is the exams. There are exams required. We have the GRE, we have the GMAT, we have the TOEFL, we have the IELTS. So, but you don't just do those exams right away. No, you have to kind of study the application you want to um, apply for, then see if it requires um, a GRE and a TOEFL or a combination of GRE and IETS. But so to, to, to sum it up, you need your international passports, degree certificate or statement of result. You need um, results in those exams, which of course, when you, when you know the kind of apply for that will determine the kind of exam you should do then you need a, you need your own official transcript okay thank thank you so much for highlighting that so let's just sort of um step back a bit and and start from for for example someone who is saying okay i want this thing but i don't even know the scholarships available i don't even know you know which um, I'm not even certain of how to pick a school. So what do you think that kind of a person should start doing first? Okay. The first thing is you need to associate yourself with the right environment. Okay. There are groups, there are social media um, groups, there are so many bodies trying to enlighten students about scholarships. So the first thing is join those sites, subscribe to those sites um, that share scholarship opportunities, Yes, you you can. There's there are numerous scholarship opportunities, so you need to write down your own goal. What do you want to do? I can engineer and then be um, be applying for scholarship that requires an electrical engineer. Mm. So you need to write those set of um, rules. Then that way, it boils down to your. It, it takes you down to the kind of scholarship you should apply for. So we have scholarships like the Dad. We have the Chevlin. We have the Erasmus Mundus. So you have um, so many ways, but let me tell you ways of application. <clears throat> you can apply to scholarship organizations like the DAD, the Chevening, the MasterCard, the Erasmus Modus. You can apply to institution and be considered for TA positions. And sometimes you get, that's, that way you get a monthly um, stipend. This is usually seen in the US. You can send code emails to supervisors with, with funding and be accepted as a research assistant while the project funding covers your tuition and provides um, stipends for you. So those are the many ways you need to, um, um, to start looking at if you want to apply for scholarships. So I might not be talking about um, applying for a particular scholarship, but I will just talk about how I got my own scholarship. Is that fine for me to uh, yes. say? Go ahead, please. Okay. So, my scholarship came from sending code mails to supervisor with funding, and I was accepted to be a research assistant while the project funds and covers um, my, my tuition and my, or my stipend. So this just didn't happen in a day. I already have my resume, my CV um, written and you know, cleansed, and I've tried writing and editing over time. I have my statement, statement of purpose written, telling people about my passion, what I want to become. Then I have my official transcript with me. So I combine most of this thing with a set of code email. We call it code email. Just, you know, like an impromptu email to somebody who has a funding and doesn't know you. So then I, I, then I have that. Then I send it to making research in schools that I want to go to. Then I looked at supervisors that have a funding and I sent those things to them. 
And um, luckily for me, somebody replied to me and said, wow, I'm interested in, I saw your profile, I saw your transcript, I'm interested in what your passion, your statement of purpose is nice. And then we picked up a conversation from there. And then from one interview to the other interview, from one assessment to other assessment, she said, okay, I think I want to work with you. And that was how I became um, somebody, um, a student of Howard University today. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I feel like this is really, really great. Thank you so much for sharing this. And, you know, once again, congratulations on, you know, this um, huge step you have taken. And thank you so much for sharing it because I feel like, you know, sometimes... Um, Generally, when the conversations around scholarships come up, it's usually around or oh, waits for an opening in that sense, right? When you know all these yearly scholarships when they are open, but saying that it's possible for you to actually research on supervisors who have fundings and reach out to them. I feel like this is probably not talked about enough. And I also want to, you know, really just highlight what you, you earlier started with finding um communities that you know already they're already doing work around this because I feel like sometimes if you're in you're isolated and you're on your own trying to gather information it might be too cumbersome and you might even get discouraged but when yeah. you're, you're with people who are doing this thing who you know you are you're, you're learning from them they are supplying information you also find things you share with them I feel like that, that that's going to be so in fact the motivation of people telling you that I just got a scholarship and sharing the group it just gives you the, the drive, you know, you, you you just want to, oh, you want to share your testimony. So uh, for me, the group I was, I, I actually shared my testimony, I think two weeks ago, and then it was, you know, it was, it was overwhelming. So I think it's important. That is very important. The first thing, just get into groups, try to be um, uh, like a family, just ask people questions. A lot of questions are there that people would answer because it's not about getting a scholarship. How do you apply for visa? How do you do this? How do you, you know, get to um, know when a scholarship is open, when you want to apply for that particular scholarship? Do you proceed if your scholarship is partially funded? So there are so many questions around it. But these people, because of um, the, um, um, the few that has won from the um, group, they are able to provide answers for you to, you know, to, to sit back on and research. And then I must tell you, getting a scholarship is like another job, um, aside what you are doing currently in um, any country that you are. So you need to know that if you are doing a 12 hours job, your scholarship um, research should take you six hours. Just like you said, it's very tedious and cumbersome, but at the end, the, the, the benefits, I think the benefit is worth um, the, the stress. Mm. Wow, wow. This is really, really important. Thank you for sharing it. So um, I, th I think this might be my last question before I ask you if you have any other things to share. When writing a personal statement, what are some of the key things you need to, you know, you need to have it at the back of your mind? Okay. When you are writing a personal statement, you are telling a story. And you're not just telling a story. You are telling a story that is going to captivate whoever is reading it. So you are not just telling them, yes, I graduated the first class. Um, I have um, 5.0 over 5.0 CGPA. That, that's not who you are. That's just the results of who you are. So telling people who you are, why did you get into the field? What motivated you to come into chemical engineering? Because you cannot just be studying chemical engineering because your parents said you must be a chemical engineer. 
what prompted you into going into that course? Now, while you are in that course, what are the, 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 the significant challenges you faced? Definitely, they don't expect your life to be a free ride or to, 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 be, to be that free or easy. So they, they expect that you have faced certain challenges. And, you know, how we handle challenges tells us a lot about who we, who we are. So how did you, you know, how did you um, overcome those challenges? So in, 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 in summary, you can write your, your, your statement of purpose in this format. I call it the STAR, S-T-A-R, the STAR. The, the first thing is um, the situation. Um, then um, the, 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 the T means, um, okay, I can, you can say the first is the story, the S. The T is the, the task, the challenges. Then the A is the action, the action. Then the R is the results. Is a resource. So when you try to look at writing your statement of purpose in this format, telling them a story, bringing about a situation, then from there, what that situation, um, what was the task the situation gave upon you? Then from that um, task, what are the things, your action? What are the things that you did, your actions to that? Then after your actions, what were the results? Because you do not just want to have a task and um, do some actions or perform some um, actions and at the end of the day, there's no results. Imagine starting um, um, a university undergraduate first year and then you face, def you face so many challenges and then at the end of the day, you, you, you didn't finish well. So the result is not quite um, you know, um, um, complementary to, um, to the task or the actions you might, you, you might have done over time. So you need to understand the combination of those things, S-T-A-R, and put it right in front of any supervisor, any um, admission board officer, anybody, and the person would connect directly with that person. And um, you need to understand that you do not want to copy other people's statement of purpose. These people that are um, reading essays, reading statement of purpose, they are experts. They've been in this business for 15, 10 years. So you don't want to be caught by plagiarism, or you don't want to, you don't want to tell a fake story. You need to let it come from within you, the internal energy pouring it down on a book. This will require that you you do a lot of writing. It takes time, but it is not far from what you can achieve. Wow. This, this has been so, so profound. I mean, thank you so much, Ayo. And you know, one of the things that stood out for me as you were speaking is the fact that when you said that, you know, whatever it is, your degree, all of those things are a result of who you are and not who you are. I, I feel like that is, I mean, that, that's almost an entire different conversation. Wow, this has been so, so profound. Thank you for giving us that STAR acronym. I believe that is going to be very, very helpful because I mean, you know, the thing with personal statements is the fact that it's not even just for admissions, right? I mean, yes. generally, uh, virtually everything and anything serious you want to apply for now, you really have to be able to tell a story, right? Yes. I mean, even for grants for businesses, you want to be able to tell a story that people can connect with. It's convincing you know? story, yes, that people can actually connect. True, true. That this has just been so profound. Thank you so much, Ayo. So, do you have any yeah. other thing to share with um our audience before we wrap up this episode? Um. Uh, well, I I just want to tell them that um, 
um, it's important that um, we we set a goal for ourselves, and it is important that um, we 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 try to work um, systematically to achieve um, the the set goal. So um, at the long run, applying for scholarship, um, getting a scholarship matters, but along that thing, we want to live our best lives. And we live, live the best of your life by being the best of yourself that challenges the best in the world. So that's important. It's key to me. You just need to live your best life along that. Don't Because scholarship can be overwhelming when rejection comes in. Mm. A lot of rejections. No, that does not determine who you are going to be at the end. Don't, um, don't be broken. Don't be depressed. Press on. Press on. You soon share your testimony of greatness. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Ayo. I mean, trust me, this has been, I mean, even for myself just listening, this has been really, really enlightening. This has been very inspiring. And, you know, I, I keep saying it every single time anybody reaches out to me, I'm like, just join right and go with Ayo because I'm like, I've seen what you've been doing for, thank God you said two years because I know I've been in that group for a long time. I, do. I, I don't even know when exactly, I can't remember when exactly I joined. And I feel like you have been very consistent and, and I, I think this is just really good because you know sometimes it's easy to and 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 I'm I'm glad you actually shared your story because you know sometimes people look at people who have applied for scholarships and gotten it and they feel like the person just applied maybe <laughs> two months ago. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, I know some people who have been on this thing three yes. years yes, before they yes, eventually yes. did get it. So yes. I mean, it's it's just really good. Thank you so so much, Ayo. I know how. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. We hope that you found one or two things that you could do differently going forward. Cheers to living your best life every day.